Doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food and not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, guilty as charged. Welcome, everybody, to the RP Show inside your favorite daytime sports talk show. And we can truly say it is the daytime live on the Game Plus television network across all of Canada and 31 U.S. states. And then on the radio, WQEE in Atlanta, podcast and YouTube live. And then replayed, as we found out, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Three to five mountain. Uh, I'm in beautiful and sunny and warm, as usual, South Florida. Darren Moose DuPont joins us from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Moose, welcome to the show today. Coming up, I'm very excited. We have from our uh, weekly CFL Players Association Spotlight, we'll be featuring Jonathan Moxie of the Calgary Stampeders, who have a bye this week, and the television host of the Dallas Stars, Brian Ray. So we have a lot of Stars fans that watch this show every day because they love the hockey talk and they don't get it down there in Dallas in the U.S. South. So Brian Ray of Valley Sports, Dallas Stars TV will be joining us. And uh, Moose, I'll just say we're going to get into something today. It's a little different. And you know what I'm going to get into. We talked about it on the phone this morning. The Babs Biz Brawl. That it's the brawl for it all it's become. We're not going to fly through the quick six show topics like we normally do. Uh, It's a day where we're going to talk about one of the hottest topics in sports right now and just spend some time on it and welcome in audience participation. So before we get going, how are you? I like the outfit. Do Do you have something on later today? What's Why are you dressed so like you're going somewhere? For the show, you know, um, I, I actually carefully planned the outfit. I'm, you know, I, I think today's an important day on the show. We got a serious topic to discuss. Got to make sure I look professional for serious conversations, you know. Um, okay. Look good, good. Look good. Play good. Right. So that was the idea. That's right. And feel good. Okay. Hit the quick six show horn, please. Director Jordan. <laughs> and we'll get down to business. And I just want to oh, welcome in all our new all our new friends that are watching across Western Canada, Canada, we're into 2 million more television homes right now. I smile because for whatever reason, I just thought of my good friend, Chris Sanford. He bought me lunch yesterday. My good friend from the Bronx, Moose, does not yes. welch on his bets. And he has yet to win a bet against me. Uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. He's a Giants fan. We all know what happened the other night. But he told me, Moose, that I need to take the football, the CFL football. He goes, take it out of the box, man. You got to take it out of the box. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it the way that it is. What do you think? Does the box stay or should it go? What do you think? Well, the, the box looks good. I think if you take it out, then you're going to need to buy some sort of a stand for it. It's just going to roll all over the table. Okay, fair. I think, with all due respect, Chris Sanford, I think I'm going to leave it in the box. But thank you. I, I, I love that he cares. Okay, 
Number one, we're going to start with baseball, then fly through it. Robbie Grossman homered and Max Scherzer threw five-plus shutout innings before leaving the game with a right tricep spasm as the Texas Rangers beat the Toronto Blue Jays 6-3 Tuesday night. The Rangers, with four straight wins, including two in a row over the Jays, moved a half game up on Toronto and into the second of three wild-card spots. David Schneider had a home run for the Jays who will play the Rangers again tonight. I'm going to move on. Uh, I saw a TSN analyst saying on Twitter that Vladdy is sleepwalking through this series, sleepwalking at the most critical time of the year. I'm not passing judgment. I don't want to talk about it, if that's true. And Brian Hayes is the guy, real good guy that said that. Uh, I hope that's not true because Vladdy's getting a lot of money. He's the face of the franchise. And if he's sleepwalking now, this team's never going to get it. That's all I'll say about that. But what I want to talk about is this. It's the Rod Peterson show, everybody. It's not Sports Center. And you're welcome to chime in at any time on the text line 902-518-3033. With all the new viewers and listeners, the line's been getting somewhat jammed up. So if you want to get your thoughts in, get them in now. 902-518-3033 reaches me right here in the South Florida studio. And it's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. They provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. Look up Joe at emjmarketing.com. This is what's in our purview. New Columbus Blue Jackets head coach Mike Babcock said Tuesday he had done nothing wrong in asking players to show him photos off their phones, clarifying he was trying to get to know them after a report emerged criticizing him for invasion of privacy. Paul B. Sinet said on the Spittin' Chicklets podcast he was told by an unidentified player that Babcock asked Captain Boone Jenner to show him photos. Biznasty, former player turned NHL on TNT analyst, relayed he was informed Babcock told Jenner, quote, let me see the photos in your phone. I want to know the type of person you are, unquote. Babcock and Jenner, in a joint statement released by the Blue Jackets, called it a gross misrepresentation of those meetings and extremely offensive. Jenner said the meeting was a good start to his relationship with Babcock and expressed disappointment. So you and I put our heads together on the phone today just to sort of go over a little bit about what we were going to talk about today. And I'm in the unique position here to know both of these guys personally. I've known Mike Babcock quite well for 30 years and have gotten to know Biz pretty well since 2017 when my buddy owned the Arizona Coyotes. I spent time with him. He's been on this show. I do believe that it was blown out of proportion. How did it come onto my radar, Moose? Uh, an NHL analyst who I've just gotten to be friends with the last couple of days brought it up to me because I was watching Justified all late yesterday afternoon. I was watching streaming, minding my own business. And I get a text that says, are you seeing this biz stuff? I think it's clickbait. And I don't think Babs did anything wrong. Um, so be, being friends or associates with both, I'll say it's weird. It's still weird. I don't care what side of the coin you're on or how the cookie crumbles or however the wiener rolls. It's weird. I said to you on the phone this morning, Darren, we've gotten to be real good friends since 2015. Five years ago, we started this show. Have I ever asked you to see anything on your phone? And if I, the answer is no. no. And if I did, what would you, what would you think? I know. It, it's not like we haven't shared things with each other. You know, we've sent each other all kinds of photos all the time. Personal photos, whatever. But you've never asked. I've never asked to see your phone. Um, and if you did, I mean... 
Look, this is so weird. You, you said it perfectly. Just weird. Because when I read the statements from Boone Jenner and Mike Babcock, and, and Boone is the captain. He's well-respected around the NHL. So his reputation's kind of on the line if he's back in Babs here a little bit. He's well-respected. But I read that, and I'm like, oh, seems pretty harmless, right? And, and let's preface it with we'll never truly know. We'll all have opinions. Everybody's going to have opinions. We'll never know unless we were in the room. Because you'll sit around with whoever and have a great conversation getting to know them. Oh, you got kids. Grandkids? That's outstanding. And then all of a sudden the photo albums come out and you start sharing pictures and you look and that's cute. That's how you get to know people, right? Is get to learn who they are, where they come from, what they're all about. And that's when you create really deep, meaningful connections. But if he took his phone and plugged it into the computer and put it up on the screen, I mean... That, that is weird. And if you asked to see my phone, I'd show you photos. But give you, give you my phone? Not that I have anything to hide, but I'd be sweating because I don't know if you're actually going through my photos or if you're looking at my browser history or God knows what else might be on there, right? Your so DMs. it's just weird. Yeah, in today's world, your phone is more personal and private than a diary, than a little black book, than a safety deposit box. Nobody ever really willingly gives their phone to somebody to let them look through it. That is, that is really weird if that's the way it went. Right. So, yeah, and that's why I said we're going to spend some time on the biggest issue, unfortunately, in hockey right now is this. I'm like, it's in my commentary today. You can go read it at rodpeterson.com or listen to it on Sask Radio. Um, we just got to drop the puck. We've got to get onto the ice. <laughs> it's been too long of an offseason that they're dissecting this. And But I will say the Bob Babcock era has not gotten off to a good start. I'm not done on this. Normally, we would have flown on to the next topic by now. But it is in my commentary. I'll save you the time, everybody. I said every time Babcock comes on this show, and producer Clark would know four, five, six times Babs has been on. My, within 24 hours, my phone blows up from hockey people saying, what are you having him on for? My cousin played for him. Doesn't like him. Uh, he, and they're all saying, what are you having him on for? He's a narcissist. He's a jerk. That makes you a jerk. And I'm like, you need to back off. If I didn't interview narcissists, I'd have nobody left to interview. Sports is full of them. He's been fantastic to me. Now, on the flip side, again, Biz has been on this show, too, a couple times. And uh, out of the two, let's talk about him for a minute. We can talk about Babs and whether he's a good guy or he's a bad guy. Biz Nasty, I don't quite understand everything there either. Out of the two, Biz is a really, really good guy. I've said that on the air. I've said it off, off the air. This is a really nice guy, really busy guy. I know people that have hosted events that Biz has come through. Some might be watching right now. You know, we're busy. You know, remember the, uh, the booze that he reps? They don't say yeah. it because they don't sponsor us, Darren, but it's not Sober Carpenter or Common Crown Brewing. Let's put it that way. But uh, Biz came into their establishment, treated everybody great, talked to everybody in the room, was a real good guy. He's that guy. You don't hear a lot of people saying Mike Babcock is a real good guy. You don't hear that. But he's been a really good guy to me. Now with Biz, here's the interesting thing. People are saying, what did Babs say? They're like, well, I get all my sports updates from the RP show. I think we kind of read the story. Spittin' Chicklets and Paul Bissonnette said that Mike Babcock asked players to see their phones. 
even before training camps hit in the ice in Columbus. And the players have a problem with it. And the Blue Jackets and Babcock are saying, we didn't do anything appropriate. Now, what's new is that Biznasty has doubled down. Have you seen this, Darren? He has screenshotted text messages from players either currently on the Blue Jackets or have played for Babcock with the Leafs, and they're all backing Biz. And he's said some incredibly offside, inappropriate things, not only in his career, Biz Nasty, but in the last 24 to 48 hours on social media. That's stuff that I don't understand how he gets away with it. Now, with that NHL analyst that I've been talking with that I've just gotten to know the last couple of years since I moved to Florida, he, th- he thinks... The stuff that Biz is saying, like I, can, I would not feel comfortable saying it on the air here. I wouldn't be able be real comfortable saying it with no cameras around. Darren, he's putting yeah. it out on social media, Biz. And, uh, but it doesn't matter. I don't understand how the NHL and the NHL on TNT allows Biz to say the things that he says. Even when he was the color commentator for the Coyotes, I'm like, I can't believe what I'm hearing on Spit and Chicklets right now. Be that as it may, that stuff doesn't... Well, doesn't keep me up at night anymore. It used to. Like, how come he can say that and I can't say that? That's just the way the world is. You know, Serena said, how's that guy not been canceled by now? I'm like, I don't know. But how, how do some guys get canceled and some guys don't? I don't understand how that works. I'm sure there's guys going, how come Rod got a gift basket from the CFL? I do 10 times more for the CFL than Rod does. I don't know. That's one of those things. You know, I don't, I don't know how business is allowed to say the things that he says. But the fact that he's not backing down to Babs tells me, Darren, it's going to be pretty interesting when Biz and Babs are in the same arena together to put a bow on that. You? It is going to be incredibly interesting to see and, and, and see if that day comes and when it happens. Biz is interesting because we've had the same thing. You know, um, I mean, I've had interactions through you and then this show, but not, cl- not clearly you know, to the extent you have. But comes across as a great guy you don't hear a lot of uh, stuff on the internet about him ever being a bad guy or a bad person and i've been watching a lot of uh, legal shows lawyer shows streaming shows right and i don't claim to be a lawyer but what do they do in court they start to characterize the defendant the accused right and and the, the two sides and you get character witnesses and Biz doesn't have really a lot of negative character witnesses here there's not a lot of that but babcock comes with a reputation now you know, especially since the Marner thing. You go back to Johan Franz and Mike Madano. There is a history there. So it's easy to see why this would come up, right? Because, oh, it's the same old Babs. Now, there's so much to unpack, but the intent of it, right? We're having a great conversation, and you talk about your grandkids, and all of a sudden, which you don't have any. You're not old enough for that. But when you talk about having grandkids, and it's like, hey, let's see the kids, you know, first day of school photos, and you bring out your photo album. That's great. But the same, the same interaction could be, I demanded to see the photos and made you show me the photos. And in reality, it was just a friendly conversation over a cup of coffee, me being curious, genuinely curious into your life. But, you know, for Biz to double down, now he's always been this guy. That's the one thing. When you say, how can he get away with it? He's always been this guy. He was, when he first started on social, when he was playing, ripping people who came after him for his being a fourth liner to spitting chiclets. And then he got hired on national TV after doing all that. So he's been consistent with that. But I'm with yeah. you. I don't know that he's coming out this aggressive and doubling down with everything that would be on the line, spitting chiclets and barstool, uh, NHL on TNT, the Coyotes. 
being a big NHL ambassador. I don't think he's doing that if there's not something to this story. From the audience, Scott M says, Biz is just looking for attention, blown out of proportion. That's your opinion, and that's what my NHL analyst friend said, exact same thing. He said clickbait. That may be true, but I think Biz gets enough attention. He's got into the millions of Twitter followers. I don't know that he needs any more attention. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I think he gets enough. Um, Monty in Saskatoon says, it's your show, Rod. Mike is a great man. In Saskatoon, they think Mike Babcock walks on water. He's spoken at the U of S convocation a couple of times, right? Let's go into Saskatoon and ask 10 people on the street what they think about Babs. You'll get the same answer from all of them. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, I think Mitch Marner can confirm that Babcock is maybe not the most wonderful guy. And on that vein, Mike's been guilty of bullying people. Um, if that's what they say is true, he hasn't really apologized for that, but he's never bullied me. And on the flip side, there's been people that I haven't been that particularly nice to that don't really like me. And life goes on. And there's people that have bullied me that I have a real problem with, but I don't run around saying, why do you associate with this person? He's a blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So the thing with Biz is he still acts like he's 18, but as you said, that's his shtick, and it's been real, it's worked for him. A couple quick last points uh, on this. Wayne in Victoria says, that's another reason that I love the RP show. Rod speaks the truth 98% of the time. I don't agree with everything Rod says. What's the other 2%, Wayne? <laughs> I'll wait. How about that? Ted in Red Deer says, I agree 100%, Wayne. This is why the RP show is so great. I would not be comfortable handing over my phone to anyone, let alone my boss. Babs is offside, in my opinion. That's the point, and I like Babs. It's just weird. So there's three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. And there's also the adage where there's smoke, there's fire. And I believe in both of those. When we come back, we'll talk some CFL football, a lot of NFL, some college, and whatever else comes up. On the way, Jonathan Moxie of the Calgary Stampeders live. And uh, Brian Ray of the Dallas Stars. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Collectors, register for the premier sports card convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items. Taking place in Red Deer, Alberta, in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. That's premiersportscardcon.ca. And just before we switch over to football... Jim is watching Moose in uh, New Jersey. Jersey Jim. Last comment on the Babs-Biz situation where Paul uh, Bissonnette has accused Mike Babcock of asking players or forcing players to turn over their photos and their phone. Jersey Jim says, Rod, it's just a weird situation, just so bizarre. Would we be talking about this if it wasn't Mike Babcock? Just a thought. Just a weird situation. As you said, truth lies somewhere in between both sides because we weren't there. 
our hockey talk, and I wish it was of something else. But hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing Company. Head to the Tap Room Thursday through Saturday, noon to 8 p.m. Check out Common Crown Brewing Company at commoncrown.ca. They're in Calgary on 28th Street Northeast. They have their own bar right in the brewery. The Tap Room, open noon to 8 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. Go check it out. Tell them RP and DD sent you. Okay, Moose, over to football. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, because we'll get a lot of NFL coming up next hour. And the Stampeders, Jonathan Moxie, joins us next segment in our weekly CFLPA Player Spotlight. But um, two quick things. We always do on Wednesdays the poll of what's Canada's Game of the Week. Might as well throw that up right now. Canada's Game of the Week is brought to you, or the daily poll is brought to you by our friends at Key Auto Group. And I'll tell you more about Key Auto Group in a moment. But leading the poll, if you can believe, this surprised me a little bit. I don't know if it'll stay. This is a 24-hour poll, but... Leading right now is the Toronto Argonauts at the Montreal Alouettes, believe it or not. Not that I have a tough time believing that they would lead the poll, but I'm voting for Edmonton at Saskatchewan Friday night. That is a massive game for both teams. And then on Saturday, it's Winnipeg at Hamilton. And the week closes with Ottawa at uh, BC. And the poll is for Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. So as we bring Darren Moose DuPont back in, he is in Toronto. Would you be surprised that at any point Argos Alouettes would be leading the poll for Canada's Game of the Week? I'm quite shocked by that. Shocked. Like completely floored. Um, and not just because of you know how popular this show is in Saskatchewan and Alberta you know, for an Edmonton-Saskatchewan game. But because, and it just happens that those two teams are kind of dominating the headlines right now. And, and kind of the most interesting, you know, Saskatchewan needs to win some games here um, to just secure a playoff spot, a few games. They're sitting still in an okay spot, but Edmonton's rolling. They're kind of the story of the CFL right now. They've kind of got it together. Trey Ford, Canadian quarterback, and I kind of, you know, roar them back. And you can correct me. We always talk about, was it the 2011 BC Lions that started 0-6, I want to say, and made it all the way? I think it was 0-5. Somebody uh, that knows better, correct me, but I think it was 0-5. Yeah. Wasn't 0-9, right? So would this not be the most miraculous thing of all time if Edmonton can get on a heater here and get into the playoffs and... I don't want to start throwing around Grey Cup and stuff like that, but it would be one of those great all-time turnaround stories, would it not? I think I think it would. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. And wouldn't that just be proper huh. that Chris Jones would be the guy to pull it off? Um, <laughs> so to the audience, I got quite a few things I want to get to here. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says, I voted for Argos Owls because the Argos are a great team to watch and the Owls have something to prove. John Ohm Ohm says, the big test for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this Friday, if they can't beat the Elks by more than 14 points, then the Riders are not relevant for the playoffs. Uh, They'll take it by one. John Kirby in Edmonton writes it. He says, still no CFL stats, still no CFL app. What do you think is going on, Rod and crew? Um, What I think is not my monkeys, not my circus. They have nothing to do with me. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I've moved on. I don't want to talk about that. 
But I'll say this, for all of the millions of new viewers that we have now, go check out all of our social media channels because we are the most interactive show on television, period, sports or otherwise. I swear that we are. And so yesterday's show, I said that I was talking to that veteran U.S. football coach yesterday. And we were talking about the Elks, and he goes, uh, I, well, I talked about it with you yesterday, but he said, they're dangerous. Well, we put that up on the face, our Facebook page. Believe it or not, we have, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, and we have Twitter. Also, TikTok. And on Facebook, like we love listening to the fans. What's the mantra? Don't expect us to agree with you, but we will listen to you. Most shows don't even listen to you. And the, and the team sure as heck don't. So when we put up the thing about the veteran coach saying the Elks are dangerous, some guy writes in, and I don't know where he was from, but a fan. And he goes, uh, he was talking about Elks, the animal rod. Not the football team. Elks, the animals are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Yes. That's good. That's good. Uh, hey. That's really good. Oh, man. Uh I love it. That's why we have the viewers, and that's why we put that stuff out there so that they can chime in. And once in a while, the viewer will hit it out of the park with a comment like that. Um, there's some good ones coming in here. They're talking to each other in the chat. You know, we're very big in Winnipeg. Very big in Winnipeg. Uh, Jay in Winnipeg has written to another guy watching the Barflies and says, Hey, Barflies, can I look through your phone? <laughs> the memes going around. There's a are show. Really good. Have you seen it? There's a streaming show where they do that. That's how wild this is. You go on a first date, okay, and you have a conversation. And then if you want to continue, you have to give your phone to the other person. So they have an unlocked phone, and you're sitting in a dark room, and you have to watch them go through your phone. And they're looking at your naughty photos, your DMs, and they're, they're narrating, oh, let's see what you got in the photos. Let's see who you've been messaging. Oh, let's go see your internet history. And they have to sit there and watch somebody else go through. And when you watch this, you just have anxiety. Anxiety like crazy. For them. Because that's <laughs> such a, yes, for them. Yeah. Like, oh, man. For those that imagine. have just tuned in, you're, you're wondering why we're talking about it. Mike Babcock's been accused of, asking the players to fo- turn over their phones so we can look at the photos. And believe me, we'll get to more of the CFL talk. But I, I can also smell a hot topic like a fart in a car. I know what people are going to want to talk about. And I remember, I mean, people now, they finally have realized that I don't want to go back to play-by-play for a myriad reasons. But I have a lot of stories from traveling with teams. And one time we were on the bus, and the names are going to remain nameless. But uh, the coach told all the players to forward their phones to the front of the bus. Um, I don't know if you've ever had this happen or not. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know that that's even constitutional. But I'm not going to get in the way of this either. I think we've all seen things happen on buses that will remain on the buses. And I'm not talking about the horrible hazing things, which I've also seen, but we won't talk about that. But this one, all the players got their phones set up. And I don't really know why he asked them to do this. It doesn't even really matter now. And then the next night he asked them, and believe me, it didn't go over well. And the coach, he didn't go through their phones, just so you know. 
He just he took his pillow out of the pillowcase and put all the phones in a pillowcase, tied them up because he didn't want the players to be on their phones. You, I like, so I understand it. Trust me, I get why he did. I just don't think you can. <laughs> and then the next night he did it again. And all the phones came up from the back of the bus and the batteries had been pulled. Remember when you used to be able to pull the battery from your BlackBerry or whatever, your yes. Motorola flip? Uh, just so you know, I goof on the players a lot, but they're not stupid. Hey, um, Smart. Yeah. Smart. You don't want to let it, you know, you, you can have my phone, but you're not getting my text messages. Period. Jay in Winnipeg wants to know, Jay wants to know if Babs lasts the year. I'm wondering if he lasts the month, bro. Like, I'm sitting here thinking about this quite a bit. Again, as a fan, I can't say whether Mike Babcock's a narcissist or not. He displays some tendencies, but I wouldn't characterize him of, of that or not because I don't know him well enough. But if he is, they say narcissists continue their patterns and behavior without, it, without themselves even knowing. And an example of that is uh, some of those text messages that Biz is showing, Paul Bissonnette, saying that, oh, yeah, he did this in Toronto. Same, he did it here, too. Uh, ended up him getting fired. So with that notion, and, I, and I, I hate that I know so much about this, but I do, you know, personality types, they repeat their patterns. It's, it's, it's just gross. Uh, and again, I'm not saying that's what Babs is or even that's what he's doing, but this is what he's being accused of. Fair? Um, yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, uh, so listen. The Riders may or may not agree with you, but the gentleman said if the Riders don't win by 14, it was John. He says they haven't beaten an opponent in their, any of their six wins by more than five points. That doesn't really matter, but Carlos in Indianapolis says, so the Riders won't be covering the spread, which we don't even know at this point what the spread is. We haven't brought that up yet. The Riders don't care what the spread is, but that is an indication of how dominant of a team that you are, how much you're beating teams by, or how much you're losing by. So it's not an argument that I wouldn't necessarily spend some time on. Now, we're out of time here. When we come back later on with you in hour two, I want to talk about the fact that all of Canadian football fans want to see the New York Giants sign Nathan Work. We're going to tell you not only why they won't, but also why they shouldn't. But Jonathan Moxie of the Calgary Stampeders, by way of West Palm Beach, Florida, 21 miles north of where I sit right now, joins us next. Moose, enjoy the break. We'll see you in a few. See ya. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Live on the RP Show, it's time for our weekly Canadian Football League Players Association Player Spotlight. The problem is just one problem. We don't have the player. Jonathan Moxie of the Calgary Stampeders, producer Clark, telling me he logged in like 10 minutes ago to join us on their bye week, and then he logged out. I guess he didn't like what we were talking about. Not a Babcock fan. 
Anyways, I'm going to read you his bio, and then when he joins us, uh, it'll save time on that. He is from West Palm Beach, Florida, as I mentioned earlier. 5'10", 186. Played his high school football at Palm Beach Gardens and his college in Boise State. In 2017, he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In 2017-18, the Arizona Cardinals. And then he's been with the Calgary Stampeders since 2019. And we really appreciate him uh, joining us, if he does, on his bye week. 2016 All-Mountain West second team defense and a CFL All-Star just last year. I think we all know that this guy is indeed a ball hawk, Jonathan Moxie. So while we await his appearance and Clark saying he wasn't even told to log in until a couple of minutes from now, I'll jump into a sports update and see where we stand from there. And then we can get into even some text messages if we need to on the EMJ Marketing text line, 902-518-3033, reaches us. The Toronto Blue Jays send Yusei Kikuchi to the mound as they look to snap a two-game losing streak against the Texas Rangers tonight. Texas won 6-3 Tuesday night at the Rogers Center to leapfrog the Blue Jays in the American League wildcard race. Toronto now tied with Seattle for the third and final wildcard spot. Man, this is a thrill-a-minute, anxiety-riddled end of the regular season for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I saw TSN's Brian Hayes saying, Vladdy is sleepwalking through this series. Does anybody that follows the Blue Jays far more closely than me want to weigh in on that? Is Brian Hayes right? I mean, we can look at the stats. we tell you that. But that's sad, if true. And if it is true, I would go so far as to say the Blue Jays aren't going anywhere as long as Vladdy's the face of the franchise, which don't tell me he's not. Because I've said it many times, I don't profess to be a baseball guy. I only talk about the sports that I know well. And I bring up the fact that in 2022, the Blue Jays had six All-Stars. This year, they had what? Two for sure, Romano and Vladdy. Was there three? And I have baseball people going, it doesn't matter who the All-Stars are. Okay. What does matter? NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly says the sale of the Ottawa Senators is almost complete. A group led by Canadian businessman Michael Anlauer agreed to purchase the NHL team in June for a reported price of around a billion dollars. Deal says uh, Daly says the deal is expected to be closed in the next couple weeks. The Sens went up for sale last November following the death of owner Eugene Melnick. Our sports updates are brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment. Featuring their core five, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale. Four of those sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Hey, hey, how about that? Thank you, Clark. We got Jonathan Moxie with us now, and I'll say it again. JM, I appreciate you spending some time with us here on, on the bye week. What's a guy like you get up to on a bye week? How's it been for you? Uh, you know, man, it's, it's good to give that body a rest. Um, down in South Florida right now, down in West Palm. Um, just left the beach this morning. <laughs> so enjoying the sunlight for right now. Outstanding. Well, that puts us about 23 miles apart, you and I, right now. Uh, two guys hooking up on, uh, on the show here today. And the Players Association Spotlight is brought to you by our friends at Sober Carpenter Non-Alcoholic Craft Beers. Jonathan, you've been in Calgary long enough to know that what's gone on this season, I, I hate to ask the tough questions, but a 4-9, you guys aren't used to this. 
So how are you handling it? Uh, yeah, not at all, man. Honestly, it's been a weird year. Um, I tell everybody all the time when you look at our record and it says four and nine, um, we could easily be nine and four. Like we lose a lot of close games, and at the end of the day, we have to find a way to win those close games. That's what it comes down to. When, well, and again, you've been a veteran of the NFL and the CFL in a bye week. How does that help a team that? And I don't even know how much you're struggling. You came off the home win in the Labor Day Classic against Edmonton, then you go up and lose on the last second up there. Uh, you know, wh wh what do you need to do in this bye week to make sure you come back not in the same funk as a team? Honestly, uh, we're we getting banged up by a lot of injuries. Um, I don't know if you notice. I know yeah. strictly from the secondary, every week it seems like we lose a guy here or lose a guy there. Um, but it also has been happening on the D-line and also on the offensive side of the ball too. So, and it's not an excuse. At the end of the day, we got to step up. We got to have guys come in and uh, make plays and execute the game plan. So we have to do that. And then honestly, we got to do some soul searching. Um, we have five games left. And if we want to make a run for the playoffs, it's something that we got to come in there. We got to look in the mirror and really step up and decide, hey, we got to start winning these games close or, or not. We got to win games. I know that you guys are good enough to do it, and I should mention that I don't know if the CFLPA told you, I spent all summer in Calgary, so I heard the buzz around town, and most everybody's like, eh, we'll figure it out by the last third. This is the fans. We always do. Dickie and Huff will have it figured out by the last third of the season. I'm guessing you don't want to wait that long. Mind you, I guess we're entering the stretch drive here right now, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of panic in town because you guys have built that equity within the fan base and probably your locker room, too. Uh, it's a good thing that we build that trust. Um, personally, I never like to wait until the last minute to get anything done. Um, I like to prepare, so and I like to start fast. But like you said, it's where we are now. We're in the third, the bottom third of the season. So at the end of the day, we got to lock in and make some changes. Um, and if we want to make that push to get that playoff spot, then we got to make some changes and we got to make it happen quick. Well, Jonathan, I see this This is more of a conversation than an interview. And I, I was talking to a football guy yesterday, a coach, and uh, I was saying, hey, Dickie threatened to make changes way back in July. I heard him on the radio saying, if we don't turn this around, I'm making changes. And then he never really did. And this coach goes, they don't have practice rosters anymore in the CFL big enough that they got somebody just sitting around waiting, you know, to, 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 for replacements. Is that a thing? I mean, you've been in the CFL long enough to know. You can threaten to make changes, but you've got to have somebody sitting there ready to go. And that's not just a Calgary thing. That might be right across the whole CFL. Yeah, you know, like I was talking about earlier, um, I know from his perspective, it's probably a lot different. You know, um, with him being the GM and the head coach, it's probably a lot different. So, like, some of the stuff is, like, maybe we have – we've had a lot of injuries, right? But then how soon can you get a guy to come up here and learn the entire playbook and be ready to play immediately? That's not very uh, – it's not it's not easy at all, especially uh, for the American players. You can't just get a guy to come up here and just learn how to cover the waggle. That's something that takes time. Um, even the guys that are the best cover guys down south, um, they come into training camp every year and you learn sooner than, sooner than later – this is not the same football. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's the same way for all skilled players, same way for the guys up front playing that extra yard off the ball. Um, it, it's, a, it's a different game, um, and it's a different speed. So it's very hard, I feel like, to just, boom, make a change because you still got to find guys to come in and learn. Um, and as far as everything else, I mean, outside looking in, 
you wouldn't really know if he made any changes uh, coaching-wise because he would only know that, if, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, uh, we just got to lean on Dave and trust Dave. Um, he's been doing this thing for years, you know what I'm saying? Like years and years playing and now coaching. So we just got to lean on him and trust his, uh, his judgment. It's interesting that you say that because the football people all trust Dave, but you can see how the fans get antsy. Four and nine doesn't look good. And again, they're not used to it. They are not used to it in Calgary. So I'm interested to see how this final third turns around for you guys. Just before I ask about your schedule coming up, You've been in the CFL long enough. Long enough. You were an all-star, all-star just last year. Um, you know, that football guy said with the XFL and the USFL, it's harder to get players to come up. What made you want to come up? I know those leagues weren't around when you did, but how did you find your way to Calgary? Because I know it's gone great ever since you did. Um, honestly, um, um, that's probably a credit to Cole Huff. Um, he's a guy who always checked up, checked up on me, um, every off season, like every time I got released. So I got released from Tampa Bay twice. I got released from the Cardinals twice, just on and off of their practice squads. And Huff would always check in on me. Are you good? You know what I'm saying? Making sure, see if I wanted to make that step. Um, and eventually I just said, you know what, I'm ready to play football. And, um, he hit me up one time and I said, you know what, let's do it. Um, like you said, those leagues down South, they do make it a little more difficult for guys to, travel up this way um if you are down there technically now with them moving up the base salary up here it's a similar amount of money um but we are in a different country and um i think that is some things that something that a lot of the gms up here in uh calgary they understand but then i don't know if it's like league wide as far as like how far it is we are in a different country guys are leaving their families to come work and come play football um, when you're playing in those other leagues, the, the pro for it is that you're in the U.S., so you're probably a little bit closer to home. Some of those guys, they play in those states where if you're in Texas, there's two teams there, I believe, so they're right home. Um, those are the only difference. The biggest thing about coming to, Cal coming to Calgary for me and staying there and not going to one of these other leagues is you can actually make a career out of it. Um, you can do two-year deals. You can make more money. The better that you play, um, you might be able to make twice as much. Um, that you would make down there. So that's one of the pros for me as far as you could build an actual career um, in the CFL. Um, long term, you could play there for however many years and your salary can continue to grow as long as you're performing. Down there, they have set salaries and there's nothing you can do. It's a transient league, uh, the USFL and the XFL. It's different rosters every year. I know exactly what you're saying. And Calgary is just a fantastic city. I love it so much. Um, and I could sit here and talk to you for a long time. Maybe we'll do it in the offseason. I'm going to be here, Jonathan. What do they call you, J-Mox? I'm going to be here all winter, so maybe we can get a, some wings somewhere and talk about it more. But I just got to ask you about the final third of the season for the Calgary Stampeders. Um, I know you're thinking one week at a time, not how many wins you're going to need. But when you think about that final third, what do you think about? Can we get this done? I think we can get it done. Um, you asked me my nickname. I go by all of those J Mox, Money Mox in the locker <laughs> okay. room. But yeah, I think I truly think we can get it done. Um, a guy like me, you know, what I'm saying I'm never, never shying away from adversity, um, and I think my teammates are the same way. Um, we're gonna go to work. Like I, pro I preach it every day. We go to work and we compete every day in practice. Even at this latter part of the season, we're still gonna go hard. We're still gonna figure it out. We have extra meetings. We're going to like lock in and really figure out what we need to do to win games. 
And I feel like it's not going to be until everybody does it and we all have to execute on the same on the same time. Like it can't just be one day the defense shows up, offense doesn't. One day offense shows up and the defense falls off. We have to do it at the same time. And that goes for offense, defense, special teams, and coaching. We have to all mesh at the same time, and this is the time to do it. So it's a good thing that we have this bye week so that we can all self-reflect. Um, I think, actually, when we go back, I think they extend the practice rosters. So that's a good thing. That will help us get through practice. That will be smoother, and they can uh, get a better uh, evaluation of some more guys coming in, which is good for uh, which is good for scouting and good for the roster depth in general. So it's the time for us to do it. That's what it's going to take. Money mocks. You're a great speaker. Thanks for the time. Enjoy the rest of the bye week. We're, we're watching real close. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Jonathan Moxie of the Calgary Stampeders. We'll be back with audience takeover right after this, live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. It's a quickie, everybody. Audience takeover. Here for a good time, not a long time. 902-518-3033. The number to text us here in the South Florida studio, and I got some regarding uh, the Babcock versus Biznasty battle. Rick in Martinsville writes in, and he says, uh, the, it's the overblown, taken out of context BS that Biznasty ran with. Bring Krusty the Clown to back it up. Even Overdrive jumped on this BS. I sure hope somebody has the nuts to apologize and retract. I won't hold my breath. We're going to have to carry that over into next hour, but thank you, Rick and Martinsville, for your thoughts. Nobody ever apologizes, by the way. Um, Kirk in Toronto, watching on Game Plus Television, says, if the Argonauts clinch the East Division with a win against Montreal this weekend, how does Coach Dinwiddie keep the team going for the last six games? Good question. Well... <laughs> You're the guy that said if they lose their stop, top quarterback, they're done, right? Why don't you just enjoy the run, bro? Instead of thinking too far down the line. People have Jeep questions. We have an update. That all coming up after this brief pause. Thanks for sticking around on Game Plus and Key Radio. How about that?